Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Technical Foul Podcast. Uh, once again, it's a miracle. Two weeks in a row, uh, we got Ben to come to the studio. Uh, this week, we have a special guest. Uh, Ryan is here. And to give some extra input on all this NBA nonsense garbage, um, the season is over and somehow there's nothing else to talk about. So here we are again. It's the best time of year. The season continues. Postseason special of uh, NBA postseason. What the NBA draft free agency special. No, let's just get it out of the way that way we don't have to talk about it for another at least six months. In this time, no, on the technical foul podcast. Fantastico no. especial. <laughs> Nobody has any idea what's going on. So today we're going to talk about the the draft, some free agency, uh, some trades. I mean, basically just these are a few of my favorite bit things. Of everything. So um, first up, uh, there was somewhat of a wait, trade. Wait. Uh, so before we start, um, congratulations to the Toronto Raptors. They won in six. They did. All right, so there was a trade that happened uh, over the weekend, and it uh, lit it up, got the got the charts started, and uh, so I guess we'll give the honors to discuss his thoughts on that trade to the one and o- the one Mr. And Laker Mr. himself, Mr. Laker, technical foul Laker fan, Raz. What do you think, bro? Um, yeah, man, I think it was awesome. Um, it's about time. It's about time. I think this this trade was started to happen. It was supposed to happen back in February. Um, didn't didn't happen. Magic until now. Magic made that one happen, didn't he? Yeah, Magic pulled his magic out of the situation. Uh, but yeah, man. Um, most of you guys, a lot of you guys know, read the the, the blog I wrote. Um, talked about the the trade just from the Laker perspective. Um, I was excited. Actually, Ben called me like. Six minutes afterwards, I didn't even know until I broke like, the news to him. <laughs> and I looked on my phone. I was like, "There's only one reason why he's calling me with this tone of voice." And I looked at well, my phone. Well, I was driving, and Zach uh, got the notification on his phone. He's like, "Lakers trade for Anthony Davis." I was like, "Oh man, I got to call Rasheed right now." Yeah, man. Um, for me, I just feel like they opened up the window. Um, the windows just got wide for them because, you know, once you, you pair LeBron James with, you know, AD, to me, I don't see another I, – I definitely don't see a, a, another combo of one-two punch in the West for sure right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to stop you right there. If they weren't injured, mm. Steph and KD? I, Facts. N- nah. No. Nah. Mm. I nah. think you're, well, think you're wrong not, there. I, obviously, the team I would, is not. I would strongly disagree there. I'm, <laughs> obviously, the team is not you know full yet. They still have like five, six spots to fill. Um, there's only like five players <laughs> on the team right now. But yeah, um, <laughs> but now yeah, you, man, you can say that this year because this coming up year because KD is injured. So there's no recourse. There's no proof. You you cannot see. I understand it's your team, and you got feelings. I can about say it. that. Shaw, no, I way. can say that. There's no chance. There's three bro. of the guys there in this room that no all disagree. What did I say? Listen, though? listen. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You are going to tell. Sit there and tell me with, with no type of bias. 
100% honest that you, you're going to sit there and fully believe that two of the top five players in the entire league, Steph and KD, are not on the same level as LeBron, the arguably the best player in the league, and AD, who's somewhere in the top ten, well, maybe? You're not listening from the beginning. <laughs> I said... They opened up a window by having a window is opened up for them. No, you didn't. You I can, said there is no other one-two punch that's anywhere he did. near him. And he I, did. I'm going to have to step in here and say not only that, but LeBron's aging. Let's let's just be honest. He's right. he's losing the step that. right. And you get you have a healthy KD and a healthy Steph. Not only that, and a healthy Clay. But Bro, there's no way. No, but like uh, what I'm saying is this year coming up, there's. No existence of clay, right. at least for okay, half so of the year. This year, can yes, I, they have you can it. say that for this year. All right, this I'll, year they have. This a is window. why I'm saying this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, can we? Can we? That's a fair. Okay, okay, I'll give you that. This, this year, is why I'm saying year. the West is wide open this year. So you got. You did that. not use that qualifier to start with. That's the first thing I said. Is this wet? The West is wide open right now, mm. and I don't. With that pretense, with AD and LeBron, I don't see anybody. Competing with that right But you've now. got a young Denver team. You've got a young well, one, Denver two team. Punch, one, two punch. One, two punch-wise. You've got a young Denver team okay. who's going to be great. But you're right. Houston's jacked up. We all saw the drama going on with them. Right. It's wide open. Yeah, I mean, there's, still, there's still a lot left to be handled. So I'm, yeah. let's not get yes. too hasty with but our predictions. Also, I also said one, two punch. Like we still have two, two to the draft and free agency. On the West. On the West. Yeah, okay. who's, who's, who's I mean, we could end up with Zion and R.J. Barrett. On no, the no, Pelicans, and then they're just unproven. I'm joking. No, one two punch this coming season, yes, 100. Thank you. But what Ryan said was, what Ryan said was honestly, if KD is healthy, you think that's a better one two punch? Well, yeah, but that, I, would but have, I wouldn't have this said year, that. This year, what you're that. saying, yes, okay. All right. I just I, I just want to take I don't, a. I don't. I could go a step farther. There's not a better one-two punch in the West or the East or anywhere else in Europe. Yeah, this year. <laughs> for, I just want to take this a time coming out season and yes. disagree with the disrespect that Tony uh, brought in and said that LeBron's still arguably the best player in the NBA. I would highly disagree and say KD is. But anyway, new topic. <laughs> well, like I was saying, with this year coming up, I like with the pair of. AD and LeBron. It's just, you know, it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting to see. The West is going to be fun. AD and LeBron will see what happens. Who won the trade? Mm. Who won the trade? Who won the trade? I'm Okay, let me go first. I'm going to say um, the Lakers won the trade. Mm. And let me back that up. Um, They're going for win now. And I think this window... Uh, it, this it was straight up Laker fashion to you know shoot for the stars and like hang out there. You know what I'm saying? So I can see them filling out the roster. Maybe not getting like a tier one free agent this summer. Um, you don't think like a Kimba or something like that? I think. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about that. We're gonna talk about like, that later. We'll talk okay. about that. But um, I just feel like the Lakers. I mean, you pair LeBron James with mm-hmm. Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's, 
I mean, I don't think what 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 beats that. What beats okay, that? Okay, so do you think Lakers win the trade? I don't Ryan. think I don't think you can make a judgment right now. I think what determines the rest of free the agency, player. what happens in the rest of free agency, will determine who wins and who loses. Because the Pelicans got a great haul, but you look at L.A. and it depends on what they do to fill the rest in, to fill the gaps in. Because if they don't fill it in, they have two superstars with no depth who can't make a run through the playoffs. In my sure. opinion, sure. So I think it, it's still you can't really determine that until you see what they do with the rest of the room that they have. All right. So I say. They both win the trade. This is why. Okay. Because you gonna go both sides with it. Because the <laughs> Lakers do get a they get a second superstar, and I believe that does set them up for bringing in other pieces. I think guys are gonna be willing to take a discount to play with two other great players. I think they'll end up filling the roster out in a way that'll make them very competitive. It makes them a lot more attractive when they were right. when they were really you know last year they get they get LeBron and it's like oh man the Lakers are it everybody like every anybody that was moving was hey got to think of them going to the Lakers the Lakers are the are the number one option and then throughout the season and the off season as well a lot of maybe people the questioned Lakers, whether maybe the Lakers aren't as attractive as they were. You know, but now with this, it makes the Lakers a lot more attractive again. Yes. Um, personally, I think that the the Lakers win the right now portion of the draft. It makes them relevant immediately of, of the of the trade. I mean, yeah, uh, it makes them relevant right now. But I think the Pelicans win the long game as of right now with you know having so many trade uh, or um, draft pieces and you know. Of young, good young talent, young talent. Sure, you know I think they they win. That was the, my argument of why to yeah. both. I think you're yeah. kind of making my I point. I think they they a little they win the long game, but L.A. is relevant right now and back in the conversation. Now, do you? I'm I'm still a fan of Lonzo. I think in the right situation, Lonzo can be a very good player. I think he actually fits really well next to Drew Holiday. Brandon Ingram is obviously very talented. Um, Josh Hart could be a nice role player. And then the draft picks, they got a top eight protected 2021, meaning that if basically if if New Orleans is terrible and they get a top eight pick, it's going to stay with L.A. for 2021. But then in 2022, it'll go to L.A. automatically, which is the year that supposedly they're going to switch back to the high schoolers getting drafted. So that could be a big deal. And then they get the pick swaps and another first-round pick. It's kind of crazy, all the stuff that they gave up, right? Which, in my opinion, is why I think New Orleans also wins the trade because they get a lot of depth and potential, you know. And that goes into kind of the next part, what I was talking about, like where do did the Lakers give up too much? And I think they gave up slightly too much because I think they had to – make a big splash to get AD. But did they have to include all these pick swaps? There's a lot of speculation on who is bidding against the the Lakers um, to get AD. And if there wasn't anybody bidding against them, did they really have to give up all these extra first-round picks? Go ahead, Raz. Uh, and to respond to that, I do agree. I, I feel like they gave a little less than what they – could have gave up in February, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. Kuzma was a part of it too. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So I right. think the deal probably cheapened as the months went on, and that's how they got this. But I see it out of, from a perspective of they traded for 
arguably at one time traded for potentially or whatever, how you want to phrase it, the best player in the NBA after LeBron. You know what I'm saying? So the player with the most potential, potential. for the, like the last three years. Yeah, now I mean, now you could argue Giannis. Two years ago, him. he was in the running for MVP and Defensive Player of the Year. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I think that was the price for that. On a on an awful team with no other pieces, okay. <laughs> he's in the running for... But, well, they I had mean, Boogie. Let's, let's not. And they, let's, yes, recent, a healthy they, Boogie. That gives him yeah. mad props. I but, mean, he. I mean, what did they do last year um, in the playoffs against the Rockets? Yeah, I think that you were saying that against Portland, Portland. Basically, they. I think they swept Portland, or vice versa. But well, nobody's arguing Anthony Davis. He's probably a top seven, if not higher, player in the NBA. I think with him and. LeBron, even with LeBron in a decline maybe in his career, they're still two tremendously high-valued assets. Mm -hmm. And that's a team that a lot of guys are going to want to come to. So I think we all kind of agree that this is a move that the Lakers had to make. Right. And also, New Orleans got a great haul in the trade, you know, to where they don't really have to – press reset completely. They're going to get Zion. Mm -hmm. They're going to have a lot of other good, young, talented players. In fact, it might be one of the top league pass teams next year to look out for because they could be really fun to watch. Mm -hmm. Probably not even past league pass. They will be on national TV. Oh, they'll be on some national TV. I just mean like like night in, night out. People are going to want to see that Lonzo to to, uh, Zion connection, that kind of thing. But I think – I think we're all in somewhat agreement. I mean, obviously, some people think Pelicans won the trade. Some people say Lakers. I say both. I think I'm right, but, you know. <laughs> um, anyway, let's, let's move on the to the next one. What do we got, Tony? So moving on to the draft, uh, we kind of talked about this last week, but are the has anything changed in the last week with the, you know, have like the, um, what you call it, the combine stuff that is – um, the combine a month ago? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But we didn't talk about it last week. I'm so joking. has anything changed in your opinion since since you talked about it last week? Are the top three picks still 100%? When I wrote the outline for this podcast, I would have said that top three is no doubt. Absolutely. This afternoon, I've heard some stuff about maybe Darius Garland mm-hmm. going to, to the, Knicks. the Knicks. So. I think it's I think it's now a four player draft at the top top, and those guys are potential all stars. We talked yeah. about that a little bit. Yeah, I, I would agree with you, but I think a lot of things have not just that a lot of things, but I mean Jaws <clears throat> with his surgery and that kind of stuff. It's it's thrown him him up in the air too. So mm-hmm. now you have a toss up of is Garland going three to the Knicks? Where does that put Ja? Does he drop down to fourth and RJ move up to second? Where does that – what happens with that? Well, I, no, I don't think that Memphis is looking for that type of player RJ mm-hmm. is. I think they're pretty set on Jaw. And I think Jaws was like an e-scope. It's like a very minor yeah. thing. Russell Westbrook has it done pretty much like every offseason. Gotcha. Not too much to be concerned about. I, I see those top two at least t- staying pat as he is right now unless something drastically changes. But what do you think about like the – other depth of the draft. I kind of think you got like a four through 14 that are all kind of somewhat even. It's a toss up as to what team likes who, what 
draft expert likes who, and then I think you got like a 15 through a 25 who are all kind of similar. And you could argue that that's even flatter, like four through tw- or th- five through 25. Mm-hmm. You know that those guys are all kind of similar, and it's pick or choose who you like. Do you guys think that's kind of the the case as far as the draft depth? Are there tiers or no? I feel like this draft. Well, yeah, I think there's definitely tiers, but I think it's pretty shallow. Maybe one through seven, six yeah. is where, like, okay, these. What other be- players would you say then, besides the guy, the four guys we just listed, would you include in that top six or seven? Um, man, that you think are that talented could be like an all-star level player. DeAndre Hunter. Like yeah, I really think yeah. Like I remember we were watching we were watching some of the games, uh, the tournament games together, and uh, I just really think that guy can do it all. And national I think, champion uh, DeAndre Hunter. Yeah, I mean he can shoot it. Um, he has Great championship on his resume. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean um, before I think the Lakers kind of had the, him on their radar because when they were sure. kind of picking around, it looked like they were picking around 10 or something like that. I think um, some guys yeah. had them on their on High their level drive. defensive player, yeah, like, versatile. Like switch, switchable. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like I think after that, then at, the, at that point, you know, you're just kind of, you know, team needs. Okay, do we need a shooter? So do, do you think maybe like bench- five – yeah. So you're including DeAndre and a guy that could potentially be an all-star. Yeah, he can. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't think so, but I think he's a high-level mm. role player, like maybe like a Draymond Green type. Not the same type of player, obviously, but mm. a guy that's going to give you a lot in terms of help your t- basketball team, mm. but maybe never make an all-star team because I don't think he's going to be as offensively impactful. Mm. What do you think, Ryan? Yeah, I think I kind of agree with both of you guys. Uh, it's a very top-heavy draft this this time, this go-around. You've got four or five guys maybe that that could be all-stars. And outside of that, you've got great role players and great filling the holes. Um, mm-hmm. But but outside of really that top four or five, I don't I don't see many all-stars in there. I think uh, you look at – I'm a Hawks fan. So you look at – I would love to get like Cam Reddish. Uh, he's going to be a great um, role player. But I don't think he's going to be a Trey Young. He's Are you like be- me that you think like a role player is like a could be like a fourth or fifth starter, maybe not a star player, but yeah, like that's how I think of it. Your role player doesn't have to come off the bench per se. It yeah. could be a guy who's absolutely your fifth starter, who's a you know going to play thirty minutes every night. He's in your starting lineup, yeah. but he's not going to be you know I your Trey Young, your Luka Doncic, yeah. you know that sure. kind of thing. Okay, so we we all kind of agree, I think, on the depth as far as this might be a four, maybe five player top of the line draft, and then everything else kind of evens out after that. It's take your pick. Mm -hmm. All right, so then moving on, as far as the lottery goes in terms of, let's say picks, because we think we've got three or four ironed out, who would you say up until the 14th pick would you where would you plant your flag and say this guy I believe in I think he's going to be great player like he has a high higher potential than people are giving him um, who are some guys that stand out to you what do you think Ryan go ahead yeah man that's kind of what I just said I, I love Cam Reddish to the Hawks at what is it eight um, if they don't trade those picks away um, yeah. I would love to see Cam Reddish uh, come alongside Young and Herter and 
and those guys I think he could fill in great. And I think um, even at pick, you know, eight, he may be undervalued. I think he could be just fantastic in that role. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had one other one. Go ahead, Raz, while I think of him. I forgot him. Yeah, I mean, I said him earlier, DeAndre Hunter. Like, I think he can um, – I I will say, well, since I've already said DeAndre Hunter, let me go with uh, Darius Garland. Um, I've liked him. And I'm kind of bummed when we went to Vandy and we didn't see him play. Yeah, he was um, already hurt by then. Yeah, he was already hurt by then. Um, so that would have been cool to kind of see him play in person. But, uh, yeah, I think he's going to – I anticipated him kind of wowing people in, um, in draft workouts because, you know, he didn't really play much in the, during the season because of his tournament. Yeah, I mean, or he's not like been that. able to work out really until yeah. now, I think. Right. So – and I would say the same about Cam Reddish too, because his his um I guess his physical, like what he's six seven, mm-hmm. uh can shoot. Yep. He's six eight, yeah. Six eight, mm-hmm. can shoot, long, mm-hmm. um, has the NBA body type, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think stuff like that can impress people in the draft when you're playing against no one. You know what Measurably I'm he compares to uh uh Paul George yeah. and OG Ananobi, yeah. some of these yeah. longer yeah. wing guys who could play the two or the three or maybe yeah. even the what's, four. What's really going to test Cam Reddish, I think, is just, you know, the be- between the ears basketball gameplay. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. obviously it was something like he just maybe it's the, you know, it's the system you're you're in too at Duke. Mm-hmm. Maybe he, you know, maybe he's used to being the number one when actually he was number three or four, you know, mm-hmm. at times. So, so I'm glad you said that because so I'll, you guys sound pretty smart to me because those are two of the guys that I <laughs> that I had on my list, Darius yeah. and Cam, which I saw both of them play in high school. Mm-hmm. I, our high school team we actually played against Darius, and then I've seen them both play in AAU and both tremendously talented. Like Darius. He kind of has the ball on a string. He's a good pick-and-roll type ball handler. He can shoot it when necessary. He's competitive. Uh, Cam, when he was – he played for Team Final out of Philadelphia, he is – he was the number one option. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's used to being the guy. That's what he okay? is, man. So I think mm-hmm. what happened was with, with Duke, them having so many talented players, yeah. he's having to play third, fourth fiddle, like – you know, I think if he's kind of like a secondary type scorer, maybe mm. he needs the ball in his hands a little bit more. But I love yeah. his game. He's very smooth. Mm-hmm. I think he has a really nice jump shot. I think he shot a low percentage this year, but I don't think that's indicative of how he's going to shoot for his career. You know, I right. think he's mm-hmm. going to be more like a yeah. 37, 38, mm-hmm. maybe even 40% three-point shooter. Could he, could he be uh, Devin Booker? Um, because you know his story. Devin I don't think Booker's he's a story. ball handler that Devin Booker is. No, he's not. More, okay. He's more of a forward than a guard. <clears throat> okay, mm-hmm. you know, more of a three, maybe a four. Can play the two at times, but mm-hmm. um, so but Paul think, George, yeah, 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 perfect. Like right. similar to a Paul George, sure. Yeah. But I think you look at even that Duke team, kind of going off topic. <clears throat> but if you don't have. R.J. Barrett there, who, in my opinion, I'm not overly impressed by anyway, but that's just I'm not me. a big R.J. I'm fan. Not a big R.J. Honest. fan. He's the number two outside of Zion. Right. Um, so I mean, I think he fits that role well. Like I said, he's that role player who plays at a, at a at a great level, not an All Star level. I'd like to see him go to the Hawks as well. Yeah. To s- s- pair next yeah. to 
to Trey and then maybe grab another shooter at the 10 or 17 spot mm-hmm. if they keep those picks. Jumping last time on Darius Garland. So before the Lakers traded that fourth pick, I thought they were going to go for Darius Garland. Well, he's because, a clutch client, so he's of a course. Clutch client, so and also um I think he could play well with like, you know, a player like LeBron. Um you know, cuz he has the ball on the string, he can dribble really well, he can score, you know, and those comparisons, not comparing him, but like that's the type of guard that LeBron would like to have on his Well, team a lot of people of have been Kyrie comparing Irving. him to Kyrie, but yeah. I think mm. he could be more comparable to like a Kimba even, you know, mm-hmm. somebody like that. Yeah. There's a lot of other guards out there that we're not thinking of mm-hmm. that CJ, guys like that, you don't have to just automatically say Kyrie. You yeah. know, Kyrie's an elite uh, level well, ball handler. How about how about Jeff Teague? Teague. Yeah, Teague I mean, court. I think he's, Jeff Teague is his floor probably. Yeah. You know, I think he's capable of being better than Teague, but that could be yeah. his low-level potential maybe. To jump back on my second guy, I remembered him. Uh, Nikhil, I'd like to see Nikhil go yeah. in that four to fourteen range. I think he can if he if he progresses and evolves, like um, into at an elite level, he could be a really good role player. Again, I don't think he's how could be an you all-star. forget about Nikhil? I know, <laughs> I know. but uh, but Nikhil was my second guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Nikhil. Like I feel like if he gets, he really has to go to the right team. Yeah, I want him to go to a team that already has. Culture. A point guard because I think he needs to be that secondary ball handler. Like right. if you are expecting him to be your main ball handler every night, like I don't think that's a good fit for him. Now I'm not saying yeah. he's not capable of becoming that, but I think he needs to get better at his explosiveness a little bit, you know, and first step and that kind of thing. But he's he's such a good shooter. He's so smart. Mm-hmm. He's very competitive. Mm-hmm. He's one of the like as far as kids that I've been around, like he's he's just always locked in and focused and cares more about winning than anything else. Mm. So I think given the opportunity, he'll rise to the occasion because you know it's his second year in playing college, and it seems like you know this first year in the NBA will be great. You know for him, it's kind of like okay, this is what I need to do. Sit back and learn. And I yeah. think mm-hmm. I've heard him going as early as eleven to the T Wolves. That's not been like a popular one, but. I think he could go anywhere from there to as far as 25, even though I don't think he'll drop that far. But hmm. most likely in the 14 to 20 range, like somewhere see, in there. You want to see him in the Seas? I'd like to, I'd like to see him in Boston, Atlanta, you know, somewhere maybe, Indi- maybe Indianapolis. <laughs> like, yeah, I'd stay on the East Coast. I thought the, the Nets for a little bit till they traded the pick to, to Atlanta, but um, – I just wanted to see him go to a good yes. situation, you know, a situation where a team believes in him and he'll get a good opportunity. I would love to see him on the Hawks. <laughs> the Hawks. Let it let it be Hawks. No. Oh my! Hold on. One. I'm sorry. One last thing. My other guy that I didn't mention because you guys mentioned the other two guy was Jarrett Culver. Yeah. I'm not going to go into deep depth, but I think his athleticism. He's a decent ball handler. He's he's long, athletic, like. I think he could end up being a really good, versatile player with a high, maybe at his highest potential, maybe an all-star. Mm. See, to me, just personal opinion, he's another R.J. Barrett to me. He's a guy that I don't. I'm not a big. I'm not big on. Okay. But I could see him being good. I think Culver's going to be good. I like him. 
So what about like late in the first round, second round? You know, normally there's not much left there. Um, it's pretty picked through. But uh, do you have any anybody that you think is a sleeper late late in the first or in the second? Um, so how often do we watch the entire draft when we? <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Most of the time, I fall asleep before it's over with because it takes so At this so point, long. what are we doing Sounds when we're watching right. the draft? Are we? Are we? Still but watching? I do. I always try to watch the whole first round, right? And at least some of the second round. But you know, so I just, go, I ahead. Just, go ahead, bro. Go ahead, Ben. I just wanted to say, like, because you know, when we're going to be watching the draft, you know, usually, you know, we'll go to the kitchen, get a refill, and you know, probably miss a couple of picks, blah blah blah. And just have the stack the nachos stack back the up, nachos refill everything up. But you know, we've watched the draft. I would say what four, three years straight together, at least four, at maybe least, five. Yeah. So I think we're just gonna be locked in the entire time. And in uh, newsflash, we're going to the draft this year, right? Uh, hopefully, I'll we'll be sitting together. We'll rude and disrespectful tickets, but the. Uh, well, we, we've all been <laughs> Rashid and I have watched the draft together uh, like four heavily yeah. for four or five years. It's <laughs> yeah. tradition, right? Draft tradition. Lakers magic. Lakers magic. It always started, wear our gear. I think it started when um, the Lakers drafted seven. They drafted Julius Randle. Maybe that sounds about right. Like maybe 2015. Yeah, 14, ish. 15, maybe. Yeah, it was good times. So what? Who? Do you guys have anybody? You have anybody on the tip of your tongue? You're waiting to splash, bro. I want to oh. see. I want to see Carson Edwards, bro. I, oh. think, I think he could. Uh, given the right team and the right setup and the right context, I feel like he could be. He could be a sleeper. I'm not saying he's all star caliber. I don't think that, <laughs> but I think he could be a legitimate. Uh, Again, I say role player all the time, but like I, a six man, maybe like a six a man off the bench, hundred percent. I think he can contribute greatly if he's on the right team in the right setup. And I know we we discussed it earlier about um, people talking about him going to Golden State. I think it could be a good fit. They're yeah. they're a smaller team with shooters on the perimeter, and I think he could be. So he's five eleven. He's kind of short, but yes. But he lit it up during the he lit he, during the, he yeah, and he has tournament. legs of like tree trunks. He does, dog. Right. Man, he's he got does. some motors. He's he's my sleeper though. Yeah, I, I, I think, like that pick. I think he could be interesting. Raz, you got anybody? Um, I got one guy, um, Kevin Porter Jr. Okay, uh, from USC, six six lefty. Um, I I just really like his game. It's smooth. Um, you know, I saw someone compare him to kind of like James Harden because of his like offensive package. Wow, um, his step really? back jumpers, um, elusiveness, travels. <laughs> you know, he he's just he's he has it offensively. Now, um, I know he he didn't really play much um, this year. He got yeah, a he slow got start at yeah. USC. I think he got he... injured and got suspended by the coach and stuff like that. So that's probably why he's. You know, he'll probably be a second round late first. But, um, I mean, at one point in time, he was the best non-NBA player um, in the West Coast. He's, he's the kid that is a, I swear to you, he's Bucket. top five potential, wow. but may not go in the first round. Right. Because of, some people say character issues. I don't think it's really that as much as like a work ethic questions. Mm-hmm. 
and roll, go ahead and roll your eyes, Tony. But he's a kid who I've seen in person as well, and he is a <laughs> bucket. He's a bucket. He can score whenever he wants to, mm-hmm. but he's also not competitive on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, but he reminds me a lot of these guards LeBron. from the Seattle area. Seattle. You got like your Jamal Crawford, your Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> and what they do, uh, they get buckets. Terrence Ross. These guys <laughs> get buckets, but they don't play defense. That's true. Right. right. So he is that type of player, though. He could, I could definitely see him overachieving as far as where his he goes drafted. And that might put the chip on his shoulder that gets him – Kind of motivated. Roll, motivated. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He's confident, so. too. I've, I watched a, like a little interview or whatever, and um, he's a confident guy. I like him. So, uh, so I'm, that's my sleeper. Nice. I like it. I, I like him. I like his potential. Um, now, y'all know the drafts is my jam, so I'm trying not to ramble too much, but I got a few guys. <laughs> Go for it, bro. I like. It's all um, you. Number one, Mufondo Cabangeli from okay. Florida State. Center. Big guy. He's like 6'10", 6'11". Really nice face-up game, smooth player, like really good offensively, really good offensively. I think he has potential to be in the league for a long time. He could legit be making this cat up right now. I have no clue. What's yeah, yeah, no. Zero. He, Never heard the name of my life. You've heard of the next guy, Grant Williams from Tennessee. I got the pleasure of watching Grant <laughs> a bunch of times this year in person. Related to Grant Hill? No. <laughs> Grant's super strong, like crazy strong. He's about 6'6", six, 6'5", six, six, maybe even, but he's more like a power forward, mm-hmm. like a Draymond-type body, like as far as his physicality. And yeah, just extremely smart, like overstated. He could have went to Harvard. He could have went to any Ivy League school. Like phenomenal teammate, phenomenal teammate. And I think he's going to be league for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um Nick Claxton. Okay. Yeah. Long athletic wing from Georgia. Um he's Sounds actually like a, a, a one and done. He and he's he's got the capability of he's like one of those newer type NBA players. He's long, athletic, mm-hmm. um, lefty, can shoot it a little bit, kind of like a poor man's Kevin Durant or um Giannis, that mm-hmm. type of player, but not quite the skill level that they're at. But I, I, we played against Nick, too, in high school, and he's he's a really talented kid. Um, hurt right now, but uh, Chuma Okiki yeah. from I, Auburn. Yeah, too. yeah. Auburn. Good shooter, good defender, like smart. Mm-hmm. Had a r- really good tournament up till he yeah. hurt his knee. Yep. And I think, you know, the first year he might sit out or whatever, but long term could be a really good wing for sure. I think a lot Both of Both ways, because he, he plays great D. Yeah, exactly. So, he good 3 and D guy, mm-hmm. got that mm-hmm. type of player. Maybe maybe even a higher potential than that, depending on how he bounces back from injury. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, one last name to just keep an eye out for is a Dylan Windler from Belmont. 6'8", white kid. Surprisingly athletic. Um, can flat out stroke it. Mm-hmm. And he's more like a – he's like an athletic Kyle Corver. Ooh, okay. I mean, like – a guy that could just be in the league for a long time, you know like we love player Doug comps. McDermott. Yeah, let's all, let's use all the white guys, <laughs> six, eight white guy comps. Mike Dunleavy, but, he, but he's more athletic. So I'm saying, like, he could he could provide some different things that those guys don't. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Like, you might go see him go up and catch a lob and be like, oh, this guy can get up. I didn't realize. Mm-hmm. But um, cow guy, I think he'll be 
He'll be oh, around. God. Oh, Ty Jerome. I love Ty, Ty Jerome. Really? I love Ty Jerome. Yes. Super unathletic. Yes. Like, Super unathletic. Can't move. Yeah. White, slow, but he's 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six, Stroke. Incredibly smart player, yes. like national champ. I think he's going to be minimum a backup point guard in the league for at least 10 years. Hmm. Yeah, he, so he's, not, he's kinda, not, like you say, he's not mobile much, but, I mean, he, right. he's smart. Super so smart. Yeah. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Uh, that's what's going to happen in the draft, so, so don't sorry, even guys. watch. Well, it's it's also good for us to talk about it because, you know, summer league's coming up, and these are also players that we can also look at Facts. and um, kind of keep an eye on, too. So, uh, I mean, also with the postseason getting started, free agency talk really heats up. Um, you know, with the um, the injury to KD and Clay. It leaves the Warriors, which are kind of irrelevant in the draft because uh, just of their position, uh, poor pitiful them. But, you know, so th- in order for them – Yeah, we're to, so sad for them and their four championships or five. In order, or for, them to, Three, in order for them to do something, you know, uh, they're going to have to m- maybe make some moves in free agency. But do the, the, the injuries um, to Katie and Clay, did that bring light any uh, in your guys' mind to the um, – like a lot of the like one in one deals that are being done right now, where the player signs with a team for a year and then with like an option for that second year, you know, they, they it kind of it's become popular because the players think, that, oh, it gives me more options. I can I can make some money right now, and then if the team's trash, I I hold my own right. I hold, hold all the cards, cards and I can move and do whatever I want in in a year or two years. But then all of a sudden you get hurt, and now it's oh wait, uh, if I don't come back from this injury, I'm not getting paid. Facts. So, I mean, in in my opinion, the one and one is, you know, oh yeah, it's good as long as you stay healthy and you stay relevant and you stay right. good. But you know, if also if you can go out and sign a hundred and sixty million dollar seven year contract and get, and get paid, who's signing seven year deals? Sign I mean, me up for that. I mean, they do in the they do in in baseball. In baseball, are signing eight, seven, eight, you. fifteen it's year deals. Five but, years is the max. And oh, the NBA, you can only sign a five year deal. Five years, oh, and that's goodness. you can only sign a five year. With the team you're currently with, or right. it's four. Or it's four. Really? Yeah. That's really restrictive. Yeah, because if the team has your bird rights, you can sign for that fifth year. So, okay. So I, I think I don't think the one and one is dead, but I think it's it's a bit it's gonna be very low percentage as far as the type of guys you're gonna have to be like mm. a superstar who's been yes. who's had a clean record of health. Maybe like your LeBron is mm. But even like Kawhi with his injury history, I don't see him doing a one and one unless he just wants to stay with Toronto and run it back for another year. But I think these guys are going to be real scared to do that. And probably a lot of them are going to want to lock in long term financial stability. I mean, I would, I think it's. It's one of those things with the older guys, yet yeah, I mean, they, they don't do it. As they age and as injuries, you know, become more prevalent, KD, what, he's 30 now, that kind of thing. As they age, yeah, I agree with you 100%. But the younger guys, you look at a Giannis and all that kind of thing, they, I, kind of, I think they hold the power. I well, think they, 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 that will continue with the younger guys when Zion gets out of his rookie contract. 
you know, all that kind of stuff. I think it still continues because at the end of the day, they're trying to maximize what they make, and that's the way to do it. Yeah. I don't necessarily agree with that, though, because the, when they get done with their rookie deal, they haven't made any money yet. Right. So if they're wanting to make money, like they want to sh- ensure that they make a good amount of money for their career, mm-hmm. they're going to sign at least like a three-year deal for – Right. The max or the max that they can get. Because, you know, after the rookie deal, they can't yeah. make like a full, full max, but they can get like the right. max of whatever the how many years they've off. been in the league. Yeah. Sure. So to me, I would say unless they've been in the league for seven or eight years, they're probably not going to want to do the one-on-one type deal. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I mean, I think that – I just think it's it's cyclical. I think it's one of those things where as the younger players – are able to do the one-on-ones, you know, after they come out of that period, they do them. Yeah. And I, then once they get 30 years old, like KD and injuries start popping up, Kawhi with an injury history, you know, it's gone. I think it definitely depends on the team, uh, on the situation they get into. But mm-hmm. um, I think there's a small market for – Superstars, right. you have to be a superstar. You know what I'm saying? You, there's only like five, like Ben was talking about, seven yeah. superstars that have that option. Okay. If but James even Harden, some of those guys have gotten hurt enough that they'd probably be scared to do it. Right. If James Harden's contract ended this year, he would go for like, okay, a three-year deal for somebody or something and like that. And I think even maybe you you scale it back just a little bit and do like a two-in-one would two make and sense. One. Yeah, like, like not like a five. You got two years yeah. guaranteed at a high rate, and then right. you, you have the option yourself for that third year. Right. So that's some more financial stability, and you're not completely you're, – you're stuck with the team for two years, and then you kind of do what you want. But yeah, I think it's kind of like the same uh, – along the same lines as – I agree with you guys, but it's kind of along the same lines as like people being all up in arms about uh, like one and dones, like kids kids coming straight out of high school. You're like, oh well, you know, you're ruining these kids, and they're coming straight out of high school, and they're not ready yet. Well, the percentage of those kids that that's at, that that are right. actually able to come right out of high right. school are so small. Like, it's not even really a com- like shouldn't even really be a conversation. The number of guys that have the pa- the power and the clout to say, listen. I'm not gonna sign a long-term deal. I'm gonna I'm gonna sign one year with you, and you're gonna pay me as much as you can. And then next year, uh, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Like, it's funny the, you said the, the number thing, of guys that can thing. do that super small. Yeah, well, it's, we, it's, it's small funny because we were in the car coming back from UT camp the other day, and um, it's me and Zach, and we had one of our kids in the car, Drew. Shouts to Drew Shouts Williams, to Drew, my guy. And uh, we were talking about if if this year kids could have come out of high school. How many kids you think were ready? And we started getting the conversation. We we're like, okay, you got Zion. He's obviously he could have come straight out of high school, right? And that's the, I, I was gonna say like that. Zion's the only kid that I've heard in the past few years like super mega hype right out of high school. Like you hear you hear of some kids and like, oh man, they're really highly touted. Yeah, you know, going into college. But I mean, Zion Zion's the only kid I've heard of in the past maybe four or five years that has been that hype. There's oh, a kid yeah, coming sure. up right now, Amani Bates, that's really good, mm. really good. He's in the 2022 class. I think he could be like the next LeBron-level type of oh, player out of high school. He's tall and skinny, though. He's not really got the body Where yet. Where is he from? But, um, South? I don't, I don't know what state he's from. Okay. Plays for Bates Fundamental. It's his family's team. So, But, but well, my point is like – 
there might have been three, maybe four guys, if you really dig deep, that could have went straight from high school to league this year. And I think that's the case just about every year. I, I really don't think that they should draft more than four or five kids, and that's if they have that's like a high level potential. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and then those other kids should be going to college and getting their bodies right and getting on it. You know, it makes a huge difference when you go from high school and then you're on a college meal plan, you're working, working out every day, mm-hmm. you know, like that type of thing. Like, it changes your body and. A lot of those guys are ready, you know, sometimes a year, sometimes two. What do you think the uh, tendency is going to be in this draft? I mean, I know in, especially in the last uh, – we were joking about a video we just saw um, where Shaq was going off because uh, – what's the guy's name? Uh, Ryan, Ryan, Ryan Hollis. Ryan, he's, he's, like try, he's like trying to rank uh, all-time greats and he's he's dissing, dissing Michael Jordan saying that he couldn't – he couldn't compete against the Warriors, blah blah blah. And Shaq brings up the point: Well, which era are they playing in? Because back in the back in the nineties, I mean, <laughs> Steph and KD are just going to get just beat up all over the court with the physical play they yeah. have. Well, over the last twenty years, the the game has changed, and there's a lot more emphasis on shooters. And like you said, I, I think you mentioned earlier about it's a nonsense about, argument about bigs completely getting pushed out. Like there's there's really not any true is there anybody leagues. time out is there anybody in the league currently that could hold a candle to freaking Shaq there's <laughs> well, no. nobody that can guard Shaq right now he would just dominate but do you think that tendency continues do you think in free agency the ones that are going to get the, the guys that are getting paid are going to be uh, you know what type of player you think you think the shooters are going to continue to dominate and be the ones that get the huge mega contracts and yeah i think the sh- the shooters like the guys that are consistently good three point shooters, like a forty percent above shooter, they're gonna get more likely paid. Your versatile guys who can guard multiple positions, guys like that, and then your secondary ball handlers, like mm. we were talking about earlier, uh, Fred Van Vliet, Vliet, like guys like that. You don't think about it. You're like, oh, but but he's a backup point guard. Mm-hmm. But no, he he can shoot it. Yeah. So he can As come back. He, yeah, he lit it up in the in the finals. I'm like he can come in and play with Kyle Lowry, mm-hmm. and you got a lot of guys like that, like Quinn Cook, mm-hmm. who can come in and play with Steph. You know, there's a lot of guys now who are like a secondary type ball handler to me that are going to be more of a high higher commodity in free agency now. And I think you see Bigs kind of taking an L as far as contracts go, like. Back in the day, you see like DeAndre Jordan, the athletic big. He he's getting minimum twelve to fifteen million a year, and now I just don't see that being such a high, like, import high level of importance when it comes to free agency. What do you guys think? Yeah, man, I think honestly the trend uh, type of player to target is the like the long, you know. Um, positionless player you know what i'm saying like yeah. those guys are i hate to use the word attractive but like those guys are hot commodities you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like switchable guys you know versatile guys you know igudala type where you can he can guard one through four you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. um so those are the guys that are actually those are the guys that are popular right now 
that are going into free agency that are probably going to get a big bag because, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like teams like um, um, the Celtics are kind of like, you know, just by the way they've drafted. I mean, they have Jalen Brown, uh, Tatum, um, Go- uh, Gordon Hayward, Hayward right. well, players like that with that body can, that can guard, that wing that can guard multiple positions. I think that's the popular mm-hmm. positionless, you know, um, type of player to go after. There's only like one big that might get a big contract, and that's Nikola Vucevic from um, Vucevic. Orlando. Orlando. From Orlando. Did you say Anthony Davis is attractive? Man, you really are digging this Lakers trade. I should start Just loving it. Keep saying sexy and attractive to describe like objects, <laughs> and it's not. It's not for see, some so, people. It's not working. See, like, I would, I would, I would honestly tend to disagree with you a little bit in the case of you look at players like AD, you look at Boogie, right? I don't think they necessarily take an L. I think they just have to develop a different skill set on top of what they already have. They have to become um, mobile. You have to be a little bit more mobile, and you have to be able to shoot. Okay, if, so like a Brooke Lopez type. Uh, uh, that, was my, that was my next okay. example. Brooke Lopez. You look at somebody like that, they can shoot, and they're versatile. And he's changed the way he's played for the better, yeah, like right. to fit with the league. Yeah. Right? He's bloomed. And I, yeah, absolutely, and I think that is key to what you were saying is they have to adapt. I don't think they take an L, but if they can adapt and learn to shoot and be a little bit more mobile, I mean, I think See, they, I, they can that's, get bags, son. And when I said that, that's not necessarily who. That's not who I had in mind. But I'm mm-hmm. glad you brought that up because mm-hmm. that's that's a good counter argument as far as bigs go. Mm-hmm. Because the tip, I'm thinking like prototypical bigs, like back to the basket, mm-hmm. shot blocker, like. Well, that's those guys are kind of sure they're, few and they're, I mean, they're, they're few and far between in the NBA now yeah, because, because we don't play got, like that anymore, right? You don't, exactly. Man. But I mean, you got to be able to spread the floor. You got to be able to create space. Analytics, you do. But 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 uh, a prime example. Look at the finals, right? Um, when Golden State went small, they they really couldn't keep up with the their bigs, their bigger guys who could shoot Ibaka, um, Gasol. All that kind of stuff, they struggled. And again, you're talking about bigs who can stretch the floor because exactly. these guys can stretch it out to the three. Exactly. So if you adapt your weights, you get a bag, son. Like I think yeah. you can get money. Yeah. Um, well, and yeah. the thing is, the most of the guys that are in free agency right now that are bigs, mm. to me, are not those type of players. No. So I think for, and mm. now that's not to say in the future they can't become that or. Yeah. Like next season, we might not have a crop of the Brook Lopez types and the Marcus Alls and these type of guys because I think Gasol will be yeah. a free agent. I think he opted in for this year. Yeah, I think so. But this current set of bigs, I don't see a lot of guys like that that are step out. They're more like the DeAndre um, Jordan, Jordan, who's mm-hmm. like an athletic guy who can't really shoot. Traditional big, yeah, mm-hmm. traditional big, and. I just don't see those guys racking in a lot of money this offseason. Yeah. But I think yeah. maybe that's because those types of guys, like I said before, those types of guys are are fading out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. we don't our game is not played that anymore. You know what I'm saying? Well, do you think of some of the bigs drafted in the last few years too, like your um Jaron Jackson Jr., who can he can shoot threes. Yeah, that's um, a perfect. Zach Collins, mm-hmm. guys yeah. like that who can really step out and shoot it. They're athletic and they're rim defenders, but they can still pop out and shoot the three. And that's yeah. highly important now. And I think you was, we'll see a trend of 
draft picks like that, you know. I mean, Atlanta guy, Jason Collins, is that, is that his first name? John Collins. John Collins, mm-hmm. my bad. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, he can run the floor. He's yeah. super athletic, mm-hmm. you know, and can shoot it a little yeah. bit. So, yeah. yeah. It's true. Fact. So, if there was any players this year that you could um, – that you think mm-hmm. maybe they're – go ahead, Tony. What's up? No, I was just going to uh, – what were you going to say? I was just going to intro the next thing. Oh, go ahead. Your job. No, go ahead. Do it. Well, because you've got you've got down here at, um, that you want to talk about like value free agent picks. So, but we haven't talked about like prominent free agent picks. So, so name one like big name free agent pick that you're excited to see where they go, and one like steal value free agent pick, and where you think they would fit and where do you think they'll wind up going? Okay. So one of each. Gotcha. <clears throat> you get, Ryan sounds like he's got one ready. Oh, no, I just, uh, I'm really excited to see what happens with KD. Cause I've, I've heard a word on the street. Mm-hmm. Um, Golden State's going to go into the luxury and going to spend on both clay and KD and offer max on both. So does he stay while he's injured win more titles. I'm really just excited to see his his mind state, see where he goes. See, and if you had asked me this like a week ago, I would have said there's no way he stays in Golden State because of the narrative of him not being able to win on his own. But now that he's done this whole I'm a people think he's a warrior, you know, he he battled when he was hurt and went in and played and risked it big time. Personally, I still say he has to go somewhere else and prove himself. If there's a team out there willing to, like New York or Brooklyn, <laughs> Brooklyn, somebody like that that's willing to pay him the max for four years, like I say go there, man, and just like get healthy, get ready, like help them find guys who you think would fit next to you well, like just have a say-so in their – free agency kind of and, and, and trades they might make, that kind of thing, like if you're him. I think that – I was going to mention this earlier, but I think the landscape has kind of changed since him getting hurt, specifically him mm. getting hurt because I think he would have went to Brooklyn or New York and somebody would have went with him. Mm. Now that he's not the main guy, does Kyrie go somewhere else? Does – Kyrie take a pay cut and go to L.A.? Does he decide to go to Brooklyn on his own? You know, does I don't foresee him going to New York based on what they have unless somebody else is for sure going with him. No, but now he can sign a one-on-one and then whenever Katie's healthy next year, then decide. Sure. I feel like Except we've talked... Except you're Kyrie and he's hurt every year. <laughs> right. Every but year. Th- that's what I was saying. I was going to say, I feel like we've talked about the Kyrie. What would Kyrie do... Um, you know, on f- he's a free agent because, you know, he has had injury concerns with his knees. Like, that's one guy. Like, if I was his friend, I'm like, bro, what are you doing? Is that your guy that you're most interested in what they're going to do, Kyrie, or what would you say? I would say, yeah, I would say Kyrie. Um, I do think the Durant injury impacted the league for sure. Um, you know, like a couple years ago, it was like, okay – a domino, like where's LeBron going to go or where's KD going to go, and then everybody else gets deals after Mm -hmm. that. I think KD's injury kind of shook it up kind of like that too. So do you think that there's a domino then? Yeah. And who does that start with? Well, it starts with, you know, 
Kevin Durant deciding he's going to stay in uh, Oklahoma. So you think Kevin Durant is still the the first domino no matter what? I believe so, yeah. Even though he's hurt. Okay, interesting. You could be right. He's at home. He's on the hospital bed. Like, he has nothing to do right now. I have have two answers. It usually starts with the most, you know, the the best player in free agency, Mm. you know, regardless of healthy or not. And piggybacking off of that, I mean, because for so long, for so long, Kyrie and KD have been talked about, conjun- con- you know, together. Like, hey, they're going to New York. Hey, they're going to Brooklyn, whatever. And now all that's in the air. Um, I think it, like you said, I mean, it's just huge. Mm-hmm. So I want to say Kimba because I am real interested to see where Kimba goes. Mm-hmm. And I think he could end up saying, hey, I won't do the max. Either to stay in Charlotte or go to L.A. or another New York. I don't know. But I'm really fascinated to see what Kawhi is going to yes. do. Yes. Yes. Because you're talking about a guy who just won the championship. He's on a career high. He was the man throughout the playoffs. Took a whole nation to the promised land. Everybody loves to say that, but that's I don't, so accurate, though. You know, but <laughs> really, but for real, though, I don't think he can have a higher PR rating right now. And he still, still may no respect. And no, and he still may leave and go to LA. A hundred percent, bro. And I mean, the Clippers I think he's gone. I think he's gone to the Clips. Like there's a there's like Woj said it today that the focus is on LA and not the Lakers. I'm like, geez, it's mind blowing to think. A guy just won the championship, and you're in the East, which is definitely an easier path, would want to leave. I mean, unless it's a whole – it's all about the lifestyle because obviously people living in L.A., that's, that's a totally different lifestyle than Toronto. <laughs> but, to, to, but, that, but that's, that's the guy, like, as far as a high-level free agent, yeah. I'm, I'm fascinated to see what happens with him. For sure. I think, you know, once June 30th comes, you know – like that's going to be this that's going to be a story like of it, of its own you know that's mm-hmm. going to stop the world for about 30 minutes you know what i'm saying people are going to go crazy twitter is going to go ham like oh Kawhi stays oh Kawhi leaves mm-hmm. you know fun it's going fun guy fun guy um one, well, the one fact comparison that he, that he clowned himself in bro the, yeah. yeah he's aware so he's aware of what's going on he's, he's just a robot, locked in bro. he's just he's locked so, in the he playoffs. actually won me over a little bit with that yeah Did yeah he? like you know, he turned off. I've his, seen not his only that. IOS. I've seen some like some little interviews, like kind of um, behind, not behind the scenes, but just some like kind of what's the word I'm looking for? Like all access, candid, candid. So I've just seen some like candid interviews, and he just his personalities kind of come out more in him. And I'm like, his teammates really like him. Like he's kind of won me over a little bit in the last couple weeks. All right. Mm-hmm. Um. I was going to say, I think it's going to be interesting because the Clippers and the Raps, Raptors are kind of similar um, in the sense of, you know, they have um, SGA, Shea um, Alexander, and Landry Shamit, kind of comparable to... A Lowry Van Bleet. Uh, well, Lowry and Danny Green. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Danny Green might be on the way out, but I don't, I'm yeah. not sure. But as I far as like, you know, drive in guard can kind of create point guard and then a shooter, shooting guard, mm-hmm. you know. But 
They got some young, it's just a younger, versatile y- rosters. Younger, uh, younger sure. Raptors. So, and Kawhi is only 26. So I think that would. That he looks would, like he's like 37. Yeah. But he <laughs> looks like somebody's uncle for sure. Uh, but I think that would, I mean, everybody feels like. <laughs> he's the uncle at the cookout. Are hey, you going to eat that, bro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about value? That's listen. Who's a value guy? Who you think Kemba? You're interested to find out. Kemba is he a value guy? I though? think he's, he's a value because he's no. not going to take a max. But he's arguably a max player, and he could get a max. He contract. is a max player, and he could get a max. I don't think he takes a max because, and that's why I think I don't he's think valued. so either. But I, I wouldn't consider him a value free agent. No, I'm talking about somebody who's going to make like ten million a year or less. Oh, okay. A re- you rescind. got anybody in mind, Raz? Rescind. <sighs> I don't think this guy's gonna make ten million a year or less, but he's he has value. Uh, Chris Middleton, mm. um, I think oh, he's gonna no, make he's, more than probably double than double that. But he's getting the most he can get. Yeah, Thanks. for sure. Um, but 100%. he, I feel like he holds. You know, he doesn't have to have the ball. Um, he, I don't know if he's going to want to go from Milwaukee. I think his best option is uh, stay. Is to stay. Yeah. So from playing with Giannis, I mean, his, I mean, he could go to Clippers and play with Kawhi if Kawhi goes there. You know, he's restricted though, if I'm not mistaken. So I think, I think Milwaukee could match. Okay. So he's kind of in the same. Uh, I don't have to look it up, but for some reason, I have it in my mind he's not going anywhere. Yeah. And I'm, I think he's a great fit with Giannis anyway. Mm-hmm. My guy is uh, Patrick Beverly. Bev. Yeah. Because I think there's a chance he could stay with the Clippers because he's kind of started that whole culture you know they have. They've got a really good culture right now. But I also could see him going to the other side of the locker room. To L.A.? uh, The Lakers? Join up the Lake Show. Yeah. Because he'd be a really good fit next to LeBron. He's a guy that can step out and hit threes, and he's a really hard-nosed defender. Mm. He's like a a plus – for Rondo, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he's a Rondo-level defender, but he can also shoot. He's crazy, but people kind of – his teammates kind of like him. You know what I'm saying? He could be one of those LeBron guys. I could see him signing there. Um, I'm mm-hmm. also kind of interested in Paul Millsap. Paul Millsap. Because they have a team option mm-hmm. for the Nuggets, and he was going to make like $29 million or something. I don't think he – they they got to decline that. Yeah, 100%. I think they may already have, if I'm not mistaken. But, yeah. Um, you got anybody, Ryan, who you think value free agent? That I still stand by my value that Kimba is a value because he will take less than a max That'll be contract. A, that will definitely be a value signing for someone. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but to hit your $10 million target? No, I don't have anybody. Um. I mean, there's a lot of guys. Julius just declined his player option for Julius Randle. Right. Um, player, I option think he's for, getting paid. By he's somebody. gonna get paid. He can come back to the Lake Show. Yeah, like, like that's the thing. Which, they don't have which money is, for him. They don't have money for him. Yeah, but honestly, he he likes LeBron. He's grew grown up loving. I mean, who hasn't grown up loving LeBron? That's played in the NBA. But is he, the, um, is he a I, five though? He's, he's got to play four, five. He's a four or five. Yeah, he, but he, you, 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 he's not a great room. You're not spending money on a four because you have Kuzma. But what I'm, and yeah, LeBron. 
They're right. the three. They're locked in at the three and four. They can't play any other positions between the two of them. True, but I'm saying if they, you know, if they go through the route to just fill out the roster and just get like some really good, you know, good players. I, I think, I, and it doesn't matter to me whatsoever. But and you said earlier you think he may have opted in, but if he hasn't, I mean, I think Mark Gasol made a case for himself in the playoffs that he's still relevant and he can still do it. I mean, he's shooting threes, mm-hmm. he's playing hard. I mean, I think he made a case for himself and the team. If if he hasn't opted in. I mean, I think that's a good, you know, yeah, older, I mean, older veteran guy definitely changed the game, changed up the game. And he's a good passer. So those Gasol brothers. So, um, Spaniards, you know, I, I mean, Raz, we'll let you bask in it a little more. They, you know, we started off with the Lakers and their trade. You know, what what moves do you expect for them in free agency? We, we, and the only reason I'm specifically, I think we were specifically tying into the Lakers is because we had, you know, I, the four of us had a kind of good back back and forth conversation on what are now that they made this trade, who are they going to get? What are their options? What can they do? Can I you start? Know, because yeah, go ahead. Well, I have a theory that they're going to go one of two ways, okay? They're either going to take this space that they've got. Oh, real quick side note. I heard, a, I heard something today that I thought was interesting. So Anthony Davis has this $4 million trade kicker, right? Which if he, if he accepts it, he gets the $4 million, and that counts towards the Lakers cap, right? Which why wouldn't you take $4 million that's on the table? Unless... Somebody, I don't know, say the producer of um, Space Jam 2 just says, hey, uh, wink, wink, you go ahead and decline that waiver or that trade kicker for $4 million. We'll add that to the Lakers cap space. We'll pay you five or six to guest star in Space Jam 2. What do you think? Yeah. and then Or, or some other form or fashion where he could get some kind of I don't know, commercial deal or something here? like that. This yeah, this illegal, is bro. this is all totally illegal, but I'm just saying <laughs> yeah, there's ways super illegal. there's ways that, that they that he could get that four million dollars other than from the Lakers. Yeah. And AD, he could look like the bro. he could look like the good guy because he could be like, Hey, I'll decline the four million so we, it'll help out the team, you know, and we'll blah blah blah. I'm already making forty million a year next year or something like that. But I'm just saying so other other than that, they have like somewhere we don't know exactly yet, but they're gonna have somewhere between twenty three and thirty one yeah. million in free agency, something like that. Okay, thirty two. So I read thirty two point five. My yeah. my thing is, there's got to be there's two ways they can build the rest of their team. They can go all in and say we're gonna use the rest of our space to try to sign another star level player, a la. Kim Kimball Walker, Jimmy Butler, Kyrie, somebody like that that's willing to take a little bit less than the max but still make a lo- heck of a lot of money to be on a really good team or to play with two other really good players and then fill out the rest of the space. I think people forget about like the the mid-level exception, which is around like nine, nine and a half million. There's also a biannual exception that they could use that's like three and a half million. And then they could fill out the rest of their roster with minimum veterans. Okay. Or the other thing is they could take that cap space and they could sign like 
two or three guys for like nine or ten million a piece, and then still have the mid level, the other biannual and minimum contracts. So there's kind of two ways they can do this roster construction. And I have some guys I think they might be interested in in signing, but I'll let you guys I wanna, I wanna go first. What do you the, think? The what do you resident, think their strategies? I want to hear be? from the resident Lakers <laughs> Lakers uh, fan. What would you do? And what do you think they will do? Obviously, it would be super bananas. It would be dope if they go all out and, you know, Kyrie, you know, hits up Rob Littlefinger Palinka and like, yo, Braun, let's, 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 let's go. Let's make it happen. Now, in but which then case... you're done, you're cashed out. Cashed. What, what, what I'm saying is, in which case, like... I don't see how you can turn away Kyrie from wanting to play with you, which is why the Lakers had LeBron in the first place. You know what I'm saying? The Lakers didn't get LeBron because it was a nice sales pitch. No. LeBron came because he wanted to. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So what I'm saying is if that happens, okay. You know, the Lakers can't really – you can't turn somebody that down that's willing to play with you that's like a a top – a top value mm. on the market. Mm. I mean, if Kevin Durant wanted to come, they're not going to say no. You know what I'm saying? So I think what will happen, which I hope will happen, if they just sign, like Ben was saying, you know, several um, mid-salary level players like uh, J.J. Redick, mm-hmm. Pat Bev. I like um, Pacers guy, Bogdan Bogdanovich. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. like that. You know, like just to kind of fill it out. You know, it'd be great if they can Boyan. go get a Jimmy Butler. Boyan, yeah, I actually don't like Jimmy Butler, but, you know, if a no, top no. guy wants to come, you, you're you going to find a way to make, make it work. It work. Yeah. Right. But I think Rob Polinka should just – it seems like I feel more confident this, this summer because, you know, last summer we got – I mean, we, we struck gold. That seems like two summers in a row now mm. with LeBron last Quality. summer, and now you have AD this summer. So mm-hmm. I feel like I feel more confident in the team to make the right decision, which is spread that joint out yeah. and just sign really good players. Yes. You know what I'm saying? You and you not have ju- to do it in free agency. You have to do. You have no more. You have no mm-hmm. more trade pieces, and you got no more. Right. Draft. They don't have. They anything. literally have five guys that are under contract. Burgers. Mm-hmm. Five guy burgers. They have LeBron. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's LeBron. It'll be AD, Kuz, Morris Wagner, mm-hmm. and Isaac Bonga. Isaac yeah, Bonga, yeah. and that's it. But I mean, I, I agree with the resident Lakers fan, Ross. <laughs> I mean, I just think uh, again, Ross to, Ogle. Yeah, to take a to take a, a page right out of the playbook. You look at the finals. You look at Golden State, and that's what happened. They had three All Stars, had no depth, and they lose. Not, I mean, not just because of injuries, but I, I think that's what happens with the Lakers, too, if you end up going that route. I think what you do is you sign quality, good players. Quality, good players. Who can come in and make an impact, mm-hmm. uh, be playmakers, shooters, what have you, mm-hmm. to surround AD and, and LeBron, and you make a deep run. Yeah. I think you, it makes you immediate contenders. I think if you sign that third superstar, you sign veteran minimums and mid-level exception, yeah. and you have and nothing. I think that's... For some reason, that's like for super teams. That's like the 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 plan. You know, if you have like big guys, 
you know, the big three or whatever, that's like going back to the, like the attractive thing to do. You know, it started with Miami. Sexy. Yeah, sexy. But yeah, like, but they no. had a rest of a roster. See, the, where the Lakers are going to have to be smart with it is, you know, I don't think they can, and I know you say it's hard to turn a guy away, but I don't think they can afford to just sign another big name because, like Ben said, I mean, they're, you're not just trying to, oh, let's just get a, a we just need another piece or two. You gotta, you have to fill out not only a couple bench pieces to give you some depth. You have to fill out your starting lineup still. Right. Like it, it's not, it's not a matter. Well, they of have to have like depth, like fifteen guys on the roster. <laughs> yeah. But well, so, what I'm saying, they can still. I mean, what if that third guy that's big, like Kimba? I'm not saying it's gonna be Kimba or somebody, but like you know, maybe they take a pay cut. You know, to want to come play. That's, that's still that's still an option too. Yes. Like All even right. though they might demand like a max max. Well, we're contract. speculating. Yeah. I have some real life scenarios that could possibly happen. Okay. Hot take. Here we go. So scenario one, where they go all in on one player. I got Kimball Walker. Then they sign Ariza to the mid-level exception. Okay. Marcus Morris to the biannual, the three and a half mil. Because I think he's going to take a pay cut because he's a clutch client also. <laughs> this is easy. Kenneth Fareed. <gasps> I'm a Laker fan. <laughs> Rondo. <laughs> what does Fareed take? A veteran minimum? Yeah, oh, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's, on he's a, worth a whole lot more than on that. on a minimum, Rondo on a minimum, Reggie Bullock. They re-sign him on a minimum. That's another shooter, and then they got Wagner, and then they kind of fill in the other spots. Okay, scenario two where they kind of spread the money around. Okay, I got Patrick Beverly, Seth Curry, but so, so they go. Maybe they say we'll throw. Seth Curry made three and a half million last year. I think he's going to see more than that. Yeah, but maybe they offer eight or ten, and he wants to go there. Um, I still got Marcus Morris, Ronnie Hood, who only made like two and a half, three million last year. He's going to want to make more. Fareed again, Bullock, and then uh, another potential guy could be like a Rudy Gay, who surprisingly shot forty percent from three last year. I think he's forgotten about a little mm-hmm. bit. They definitely need to. But is also a guy who I think would want to try to win a championship later in his career. For sure. I think I like the last one, Rudy. I think he's definitely a player that's willing to take the minimal whatever just to get on the roster. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Because, Mm -hmm. you know, he's at that twilight Mm -hmm. part of his career but can still hoop. See, the first situation gives you a little more top-heavy, but you got a player like Kimba who's – an all-star, mm-hmm. Ariza, who's a long-time proven veteran. Great defense, too. Um, and was a former and Laker. Some, yeah. some kind of rusty veterans a little bit, right? The second situation gives you a little bit more shooting depth, like Beverly can shoot it, Curry can shoot it, Morris, Hood, Bullock, Rudy Gay, Fareed. Mm-hmm. That's why, that, and that's what I'm saying. You have to go with the second option because you look at the West, and, I mean, it's full of shooters. You look at Portland, you look at Denver, you look at Golden State, you look at – Houston, as they currently are, they probably won't be that way. You need shooters to open up for LeBron and AD, and, I mean, I think that's the way you have to go. Yeah, but you also need guys who can create their own shot, which is why I think the Kimba signing would be it's, crucial for them because be he's a guy that he can he can hit a knockdown an open shot whenever he's off the ball, but he can also create space, get his own shot. He's really clutch. 
those are the kind of guys you need in the playoffs to win series. He led the league in deep threes um, this year behind Steph Curry, of course. Yeah. So that was like one stat I, f- I found out. I was like, oh, snap. You know, and I, I don't even think of Kimba as a shooter. Like, when I think of Kimba, I, I think of, okay, he's going to cross you up and take you to the rim. You right, know what I'm exactly. Yeah. I, I think of UConn Kimba. But, uh, but yeah, I just think that would be a perfect. The last thing I want to say with it's that is with the Lakers injury luck, like, you got to have backups to yeah. take place with. I mean, especially AD and LeBron had a growing or whatever. You, I mean, it would be smart. Another reason why to not go for, like, the, the max third players, you know, for injuries, you yeah. know. See, like I'm, that, I'm that, of the mindset the that chance that's gonna happen. you're always going to be able to convince solid, good veteran players to take less money to play for a contending team and play with the superstar players that they those two have. So I think regardless of who, whether they take – the one guy approach or they take the two or three guy approach and spread it out. I think they're going to be able to sign those veteran minimum players. Like we're talking about the Fareeds, maybe a Rudy Gay, maybe a Reggie Bullock, maybe a couple other shooters, a Wayne Ellington type. Although I think he'll get a little more, more money, maybe like an Ed Davis or somebody, but got, but it's gotta be guys that have made money in their career or made it what they feel is enough money that are chasing a championship, right? It can't be a guy who say made, oh, I've only made $50 million in my career and I'm going to take a pay cut. They're not going to do that. These are going to be guys that have made $150, million, $200 million in their career and are maybe in their twilight, but they're saying, hey, I really want to go and win. Like I want to have mm-hmm. a good opportunity to win this championship. Those are the type of guys, like like I said, Rudy Gay's made like 150, 175 million in his career. Mm. I think I could see him taking a pay cut to go somewhere like LA in for way. real. Let me ask that on on the back end of that. Just a question for you guys, especially Lakers Nation over there. Um, who do you have as as title favorites for the coming season? With that being said, is this is this fair? I'm not gonna want to do this. I mean, I'm just saying. I, I, even I was said re- this to myself in the mirror. Yeah. I was I was reading a lot of stories today that a lot of Vegas books already have Lakers as title title favorites. I'm uh, I, I'm not bought in yet. On that. I'm not gonna. You know what? See what happens with the rest of free agency. The way these for, last seven years have been, I'm not gonna. I'm not even going to entertain that right now. No, I want to see. So who's your who's your do. who's your title favorite for the year? Then I, I want to hear this. No, no, Ram- no. I think it's Toronto unless Kawhi leaves. I think, yeah, I, mm. I think to, um, Toronto can do it again. Mm. They can do it again. Otherwise, you have to consider somebody like Philadelphia or Milwaukee. Milwaukee, yeah, they got me in the mix. Maybe, maybe Denver. There's just there's just too much still up in the air with draft and trades and free. There's just, just a lot. There's, just, yeah. there's no team that's like okay. This is a team. This is a team. This is a full team that's going to be a player next year. Like. Everybody has tons of question marks. Uh, so yeah, that's super tough. Who who is it? Who's your who's your team? Bro, I mean, it's it's a legitimate. I think as it stands right now, with the capability, I honestly think I see a, I see the Lakers as having a very very legitimate chance. Yeah, I mean, I I feel strongly about that, but I'm just kind of reserved. I somewhat to, agree to because it. I'll say this because if 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 LeBron is 90% healthy, he's always got a chance. 
We're talking about a guy who went to the NBA Finals eight years straight, and his team was kind of rolling before he got hurt. They were like the third or fourth seed in the West, and East. arguably no West. Oh, you talking about this this, past year. this past year? Oh, okay. And we'll have a better, arguably, we'll have a better team depending on how free agency rolls out. Mm. Man, one thing needs to happen, dog. Health, health, yeah, health. That's key health for everybody wellness, because That's key for everybody. Even yeah. you talking about these Warriors yeah. teams that won, like they were fortunate enough to have a long strings of good health during the playoffs. Well, well, that and I mean, before this year, they had a lot of depth too. So yeah. yeah. Well, that uh. Man, we had a ton of good discussion. I uh, want to thank Ryan Wait, for being here. Clips for the championship. I uh, said it. Clips. Quiet to the clips. Quiet to the clips. Uh, Ryan, do you have a good time? Yeah, it was great, man. I <laughs> right, appreciate you being here. Uh, there's a lot to think about and look forward to. Um, and, man, we'll have tons to talk about. Hey, next, so. next episode, we might have a whole like live draft recap oh my goodness and a, possibly like a nonsense summer league preview or recap depending on if we've gone to vegas or not yet hey just the, we're just about the, to see mad live nba <laughs> events mad it's crazy two and a half weeks are going to be crazy like crazy. hopefully we can have we have enough time to put out the content that we're going to be experiencing <laughs> we need to take some live videos for sure yeah, yeah. So we would thank everybody for being here. Thank you guys for listening. And uh, what's the social media, Raz? Our social media is at the Tech Foul Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. So just type that in. You'll find us. Check, Check us out. Check us out. Check um, it. Like, share, um, listen. All that. You know. And also, the beat is provided by Zuki. Zuki on the, the beat is provided by Zuki, so check it out. All hey, right, good stuff. And, uh, hey, sh- shouts to Foxy for joining us for the first time, <laughs> doing his own, doing yeah. his first ever podcast. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate so, it, fellas. Uh, Appreciate y'all hosting. And check out Raz. Ha- Raz posted on uh, Instagram the other day his blog post. So check that out if you haven't already. It's a pretty in depth uh, analysis of what he. Thinks of the Lakers in there. I mean, I told him on the phone as as a complete joke. I said, I'm expecting a full report on what you thought about the Lakers trade. And he wrote the whole thing. So So check it all out. Props to him. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Peace. Peace out.